This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila and it's time for Popit Popit Parliament where we bring you updates from the Day One Rakyat. So the first question posed today was uh, an interesting one. It's about how to empower youth in the field of modern ag- agriculture and Selangau MP Edwin Banta wanted to know what the government was doing to help develop young entrepreneurs in this area. So Deputy Minister for Agriculture and Food Security Chan Fung Hin said that modernization and smart agriculture as well as talent development that meets the needs of the industry, were core policies under the National Agro-Food Policy 2.0. Kementerian Pertanian dan Keterjaminan Makanan KPKM telah menjadikan agenda pemodernan dan pertanian pintar sebagai teras dasar pertama, serta pembangunan bakat yang memenuhi keperluan industri sebagai teras dasar ketiga, di bawah dasar agro makanan negara 2021 ke 2030 dan 2.0. Sehubungan itu, KPKM telah mengambil langkah-langkah berikut. Pertama, latihan dan infrastruktur. Program latihan kemahiran pertanian kebangsaan PL KPK yang merangkumi 10 bidang yaitu tanaman, akuakutu air tawar, akuakutu merin, perikanan tangkapan, poultry, ruminan, pemprosesan makanan, pengeluaran padi, pemasaran dan penjengkaraan. Jendera pertanian ditawarkan kepada golongan belia yang berusia 18 sehingga 25 tahun untuk mengikuti kursus yang diberi bersijilan sijil kemahiran Malaysia dan diploma kemahiran Malaysia di sepanjang 15 buah pusat bertauliah di Malaysia. So the Deputy Minister also mentioned that the National Agricultural Skills Training Program offered youths various certified courses to encourage them to join the industry. In addition, grants and financing facilities were also implemented to develop young entrepreneurs in the field. Kementerian sentiasa menggalakkan penyertaan golongan belia melalui penggunaan teknologi moden dan seterusnya melahirkan usahawan muda dalam sektor agromakanan. Latihan dan bimbingan akan terus diberikan oleh jabatan atau agensi di bawah KPKM. Yang kedua, geran dan kemudahan pembiayaan. Bagi memberkasakan belia dan membangunkan usahawan muda dalam bidang pertanian, KPKM telah memperkenalkan program Agropreneur Muda. Program ini bertujuan membantu dan menggalakkan penglipatan golongan muda dalam bidang keusahawanan agro berasaskan semua aktiviti di sepanjang rantaian nilai sektor agromakanan. Program ini juga menawarkan kursus latihan serta geran kepada golongan yang berumur antara 18 tahun hingga 40 tahun termasuk bidang pertanian modern. That was Deputy Minister for Agriculture and Food Security, Chan Fung Hin. Let us know, um, have you ever thought about shifting industries into agriculture, especially as the government is continuing, you know, or pivoting towards this? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Now moving on to a perennially Malaysian issue, something we face on a daily basis, traffic jams, especially during festive season. So with Deepavali just around the corner, Jantot MP Kairil Nizam Kirudin wanted to know what the government was doing to reduce traffic congestion at the Bentong and Gombak tolls. So there's good news here because Deputy Works Minister Datuk Sri Abdul Rahman Mohamed has confirmed that work to widen the lanes along the KL Karak Highway is expected to begin early next year and he said also that the proposal to widen in the lanes beginning from the Gombak Toll Plaza to the Central Spine Road intersection in Bentong will be carried out by highway concessionaire Aneh Berhad. Bagi cadangan tersebut yang berhormat, 
kita telah meluluskan cadangan pelebaran lorong leburaya KLK Kuala Lumpur Karah bermula dari Plaza Tol Gombak ke Persimpangan Central Spine Road iaitu yang bentuk yang akan melaksanakan oleh pihak Aneh Berhad dan dan selaku pemegang konsesi leburaya KLK cadangan pelebaran leburaya KL Karah dijangka akan dapat menyediakan leburaya yang selesa cepat mudah dan cekap serta menangani isu kesesakan yang sering berlaku di lebur raya Karak terutamanya dalam pada musim perayaan cuti umum dan hujung minggu ketika ini projek dalam peringkat awalan dan reka bentuk yang terperincinya akan dapat dilaksanakan pada suku kedua 2024 Abdul Rahman also said that the emergency lane along the KL Karak Highway will be activated into a smart lane during the festive seasons. However, this can only be done temporarily because of limitations in size. Bagi untuk jawapan smart lane, kita sebenarnya telah mengaktifkan lorong kecemasan. Tetapi buat masa ini, kita tidak dapat sepenuhnya. Kerana mengikut spesifikasi yang berada smart lane ini, ia memerlukan 2.5 meter kelebarannya sedangkan kita ada baru 2.25 meter tetapi sekiranya berlaku uh, perkara yang kita nyatakan sebentar tadi kita terpaksa juga uh, memastikan boleh pembukaan sementara musim-musim perayaan tetapi walau bagaimanapun kita telah memasuki dalam uh, skop pelebaran tersebut yang kita akan libatkan sehingga 3.0 meter bagi kemudahan uh, smart smart line tadi eh, smart lane supaya kita dapat penggunaannya yang secara maksimal dan uh, isu-isunya ini akan kita lakukan sepenuhnya dalam pelebaran jalan tersebut The Deputy Minister also said that the government was planning, and actually this is something they've been talking about for a while now, to introduce a multi-lane free flow or MLFF toll collection that will help create a more efficient highway and handle the constant congestion, especially during the festive season. Kita mengeluarkan sebenarnya banyak jadual-jadual bagi mengatasi masalah kesesakan lalu rintas. Untuk makluman yang berhormat bahawa tindakan jangka panjang kerajaan dan perancangan untuk melaksanakan sistem yang dinyatakan oleh pihak yang berhormat sebentar tadi bahawa kita selain daripada itu kita mengeluarkan beberapa perkara seperti menambah jumlah kakitangan yang bertugas dan menyediakan perkhidmatan kering kembali dalam keadaan tunggu sedia untuk memastikan sebarang uh, kejadian yang berlaku ditangani dengan segera dan menempatkan petugas-petugas seperti rela dalam masa-masa tertentu untuk membantu pengguna yang menghadapi permasalahan bagi memastikan kelancaran pergerakan di Plaza Tor. Untuk makluman yang berhormat jangka masa panjang kerajaan telah perancangan untuk dalam perancangan untuk melaksanakan sistem kutipan tol secara MLFF bagi melancarkan pergerakan trafik di Plaza Tor. Now, continuing on on that conversation about roads and highways, answering a supplementary question on the installation of solar-powered streetlights along the stretches with poor lighting on the KL Kara Highway, Abdul Rahman supported and encouraged the use of green technology, but he did add that the lights need to abide by necessary specifications. Bagi syarikat konsesi aneh, Berhad telah melaksanakan obligasi mereka 
untuk memasang lampu di lebar raya KLK sebagaimana yang terkandung dalam perjanjian konsesi dan juga telah memasang lampu jajaran gombak ke terowong genting sempah dan pemasangan lampu jalan dari terowong genting sempah ke persimpangan Central Spine Road bentuk adalah termasuk dalam skop kerja pelebaran yang akan dilaksanakan untuk makluman yang berhormat pada dasarnya kerajaan telah adalah menyokong dan menggalakkan penggunaan teknologi hijau dengan peruntukan dalam di dalam perjanjian konsesi bagi lebuh raya baru supaya mengambil kira penggunaan teknologi hijau seperti lampu jalan LED dan lampu solar walaupun bagaimanapun ia perlu mematuhi spesifikasi yang tetapkan merujuk kepada perjanjian tanda tangan pihak kerajaan dan syarikat konsesi Secara amnya syarikat konsesi adalah syarikat yang menyediakan kemudahan lampu jalan di lokasi-lokasi berikut. That was Deputy Works Minister Datuk Sri Abdul Rahman Muhammad talking about the measures taken by the government to reduce traffic congestion on our highways. So that's on the government side. Let us know. How do you avoid the traffic jams during the festive season? Do you just start at inhumane hours? <laughs> um, do you take back roads? Would you you know, rather drive or book a plane ticket, frankly, back home. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note to zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, moving on to water leakages and how much they're costing the nation. Kubang Pasu MP, Datuk Dr. Ku Abdul Rahman Ku Ismail, wanted to know what was being done to reduce non-revenue water or NRW wastage. He was concerned about the high percentage of waste, particularly in states like Kedah, which has recorded waste higher than the national average of 37.2%. Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change Deputy Minister Datuk Sri Huang Tiong Si told the Dewan Rakyat that leakage in the country's water distribution system were due to our ageing pipe system. He went on to say that water services operators actually lost $2 billion in potential revenue last year and that the bulk of this leakage was due to physical losses such as pipe leaks or imperfect pipe joints. Secara umumnya, kata ingat beliau yang tinggi berpunca daripada kebocoran pipe penghubungan penghubung dan juga baik-baik lama dalam sistem akehan terutamanya baik jenis epistol simen AC yang dipasang antara 30 hingga 50 tahun lepas. Baik-baik ini telah melepasi jangka hayat operasi reka bentuk pada tahun 2022 sepanjang 39,895 km daripada 135,975 km atau 29.3% baik sistem agihan di Semenanjung Malaysia dan wilayah bersekutuan Rabuan adalah daripada jenis ESI meruncur kepada tata suruhan jaya berhimatan air negara span kehilangan fisikal seperti kebocoran baik dan penyambungan baik yang tidak sempurna The Deputy Minister also assured MPs that the allocation of 1.9 billion ringgit to implement the National NRW Reduction Programme that sits under the 12th Malaysia Plan will resolve this issue. Uh, He also said he was hopeful that the country will reach the national target, which is 20% by 2030. Komited dalam membantu operator berkalang air negeri mengurangkan air tidak terhasil dan revenue water NRW. Secara holistik dan berterusan, pelaksanaan program pengurangan 
Eng Aratapliu, Kapasaan telah diluluskan dalam rancangan Malaysia ke-11 dan disambung di bawah rancangan Malaysia ke-12. Dalam hal ini, sebanyak ringgit Malaysia 1.9 bilion telah disediakan bagi melaksanakan program melalui dua pendekatan seperti berikut. Pertama, pendekatan satu yang dilaksanakan dengan menyediakan peruntukan secara keran sebanyak ringgit Malaysia 535.4 juta. Objektif program adalah untuk menyediakan infrastruktur asas bagi membolehkan pengukuran NRW secara tepat. That was Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change Deputy Minister Datuk Sri Huang Tiongsi on water leakages and ageing pipes in the country. We'd like to hear from you. Have you been affected by this lately? And how do you save on your water bill? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Up next on the docket, Drewan Rakyat discussed the issue of food security when Batu Pahat MP on Abu Bakar wanted to know whether the price of goods are going to be impacted by targeted subsidies and he was actually specifically referring to the rationalisation of diesel prices next year. However, as you might have heard, since Economy Minister Rafizi Ramli had undergone a heart stent placement procedure last week and is now in recovery, Rafizi's answer to this question was instead read out by Local Government Development Deputy Minister Akmal Nasrullah Mohamad Nasir. So, in brief, the statement said that efforts were being made to boost food supplies and food security for the people in, of course, dealing with this impact from inflation. Um, if you're wondering, that's projected to be between 2.1 and 3, 3.6% next year. He also gave assurance that the government will ensure food security remains stable uh, in view of these targeted subsidies. Memang kerajaan telah pun mengumumkan untuk hasrat melaksanakan penyasaran semula subsidi bagi tahun 2024. Kalau kita rujuk buku laporan tinjauan ekonomi, jangkaan inflasi untuk tahun hadapan adalah sekitar 2.1% hingga 3.6%. Yang mana kalau kita lihat juga sebenarnya langkah, langkah penyasaran semula subsidi ini penting untuk memastikan hanya rakyat yang benar-benar layak saja menerima subsidi selain kita mengukuhkan kedudukan fiskal. Bagi pertanyaan Batu Pahat tadi, sebagai contoh dalam kita untuk memastikan bekalan barang makanan itu dalam keadaan stabil, saya ambil contoh sebagai contoh memang ketika ini terdapat usaha untuk kita tingkatkan bekalan dan jaminan makanan untuk rakyat. Sebab kalau dirujuk tadi soal inflasi, kumpulan wajaran paling besar yang menyumbang kepada keadaan inflasi itu adalah barang makanan. Kita juga lihat kalau tengok contoh kerajaan, usaha kerajaan, Dalam melaksanakan inisiatif usahawan tani Intan di bawah inisiatif pendapatan rakyat yang bertindak sebagai serampang dua mata iaitu kita juga untuk memastikan mereka kumpulan sasaran itu mempunyai pendapatan yang mencukupi tetapi pada masa yang sama juga kita kena memastikan bekalan untuk tahun depan itu lebih terjamin. Now, next on the agenda was boosting our country's tourism. Kepala Batas MP Dr. Siti Mastura Muhammad wanted to know if there were plans to set up more tourism Malaysia branches in each state. The Tourism, Arts and Culture Minister, Datuk Sri Tiong King Singh, said that the government is currently in the process of obtaining the necessary approvals and allocations for staff from the Public Service Department. And he added that the opening of tourism Malaysia offices were necessary for the sake of domestic and international tourism because they played a role in promoting tourism destinations in those respective states. 
untuk maklumat yang berhormat Tourism Malaysia sememangnya mempunyai pelancangan untuk membuka pejabat TM di negeri-negeri. Kita sekarang dalam proses mentapakan kelulusan berjawatan daripada jawatan berimatang awan dan peruntukan untuk membuka pejabat TM negeri. Pembukaan pejabat TM negeri adalah amat diperlukan atas kepentingan pelancongan domestik dan antarabangsa kepada Malaysia kerana pejabat TM negeri berperanang untuk mempromosikan destinasi pelancongan di negeri masing-masing selain mengkalahkan penduduk dari negeri tersebut untuk melancong ke negeri-negeri lain di Malaysia sekaligus merancak merancakkan industri pelancongan tertempat. That was Tourism, Arts and Culture Minister Datuk Sri Dr. Tiong King Singh talking about efforts being made to help boost our tourism sector. And that is it for today's session. Just to recap what we discussed, um, there was the point about empowering and developing youth entrepreneurs in the field of modern agriculture, uh, widening lanes along the KL Karak Highway to reduce traffic jams, two billion ringgit worth of loss due to water leakages and old pipes, and the efforts being made to boost food security and supply in the country. As always, we want to hear from you that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Banish fraudulent maneuvers. BFM eighty nine point nine. It's 5.38 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. On Popit Popit Parliament today, as always, it was a large variety of topics. We're going to run through them one by one um, in relation to the thoughts that you've shared because actually we have a... Um, a large selection of yeah, reactions. Yeah, lots of opinions today. Yeah. Mm. Um, so let's start off with a voice note that came in. And this was in relation to the point about water leakage and how the reason for it is uh, basically that our pipes are old and it's worse in some states than others. But the point is that we're trying to reduce that because it's two billion ringgit in waste. It's a lot. Um, and in relation to that, we have this from Bing. Water is so cheap. Who cares? Even though if it's... Uh, wasted is insignificant to any of our bills. So, no point uh, unless they increase the water bill. Thanks, Bing. Um, I think that the point you're making is... Well, I don't know if this is the point you're making, but I, I'm going to morph it into the point I'm making, which is that um, I, I think the dissonance that exists mm. between the personal bills that we pay and the larger nationwide debt is an interesting one. Because it's true that uh, you don't necessarily see that connection even when it's something as um, as everyday as water. Yes, and every time we've done a show on water, water bills, saving water, uh, this point about our water bills being too cheap and therefore people people taking it for granted, not doing enough to save on daily usage always comes up. It is a completely valid one. But I also think, though, that listening to um, listening to the, the Deputy Minister earlier, the fact that a lot of it is actually from poor maintenance and from old pipes is also noteworthy, right? Because 
sometimes it can be easy to shift the blame to the consumer. But in the end, it's also about maintenance and it's also about the facilities that were being given in the first place. Uh, we also have this from Dennis on the subject of agriculture and the government's attempts or push to get young people more interested in participating in the industry. So Dennis says, sad to report what the minister, or at least top of the food chain, is saying um, isn't aligned with what's happening. Like always, the issue is cross-agency uh, the issue is that there is a lack of cross-agency collaboration and it discourages us, the youngsters, from bringing in technology into agriculture. For example, drone application. Part of the government is pushing for the adoption of it, but certain agencies are not helping to make that adoption easier. Dennis, the call for cross-agency collaboration and, and lack thereof actually isn't just confined to this area, right? Like with so many aspects, whether it's um, education and youth or whether it's uh, women and development, Development. There's there's so much need for cross minister cross ministerial work, um, but I think because of the way our various ministries and agencies are structured, it seems to be quite difficult to move in that direction. Well, I would say it's not just cross-agency, right? Even within ministries, you need to see a strong trickle-down. Yes. And right now, that is also not happening, which is another issue. Um, Legion and Cheryl are both making the same point. Uh, Legion says, I'm perturbed. We're concerned about food security and yet we have news about farmers being evicted from their land in Tambun. Uh, Cheryl, meanwhile, says, when discussing food security, did none of the MPs seek clarification on, um, on the folks who have been arrested in relation to the Tambun farmers getting evicted, of which um, PSM's Dr. Jayakuma was one. Yes, and and again, perhaps this is another indication of uh, left hand and right hand talking about different things, right, or doing different things. Because, look, there are more complexities involved in the Tambun farm issue, um, perhaps a discussion for a different day. But it is true that we don't see um, enough of this rhetoric translating on the ground, especially when it comes to actions on smallholders. Yes, um, but also... I think the your point, Cheryl, about was it not even brought up? Yes. It is is relevant because then is it a fulsome conversation? Is it a is it a conversation that acknowledges, for example, um, these complexities yes. that we're trying to talk about? Um, and finally, on the subject of traffic, uh, we've got a couple of messages. CK says... Well, number one, solve the public transport issue first and the last mile issue. Otherwise, people won't go for public transport. Number two, reduce going to the shopping malls like it's ne- uh, like like it's never been during last life during weekends. Stay within the Klang Valley area during festive seasons. Only go back to hometown during off-peak season. Move out of Klang Valley. Look for other job opportunities in other states. Reduce having babies so that our future generation won't suffer from all these issues. I feel like CK is starting from solutions or methods uh, from the most applicable and most doable to big picture and very long term. Well, big picture, very long term and actually um, CK with respect, increasingly authoritarian (laughs) a little bit because it's getting to um, it it begins with the government needs to solve public transportation and then it immediately kind of morphs into... Stop having babies. Stop having babies (laughs) and this is what the people need to be doing. You know, don't go back, don't balik kampung. (laughs) And, And I think that these are more difficult asks. Uh, the, 
I 100% agree with solving public transport. I think reducing having babies um, could cause other issues, especially as we're heading into a super age nation. So, <laughs> so, you know, we don't necessarily want to solve one problem and create another. Yahya says, going back to the East Coast during the festive season, Gombak Toll and Karak Highway are the longest bottlenecks I have to endure. And I'm the genius who decided to purchase a manual car while living in KL. Sometimes I feel like my left leg gets elongated every time I drive in the festive season. Uh, Karak Highway during the festive season is not a highway, it's a parking lot. So I know Karak Highway has certain types of horror stories associated with it, particularly in the variety of driving at night. But I do feel like over the years, it's got the much more present and real traffic jam horror stories become so associated with it that at any point when you tell someone, I'm taking the heading in the direction of the car, they'll always be like, leave at 4am, leave at 5am. Is it a long weekend? Make sure you leave before like breakfast. You know what's funny is that leaving at 4 or 5 a.m. causes the horror story of the other variety. Because right? then you're driving in the dark. So either way, you have to pick. But actually, I was going to say, relating Yahya back to at least one of CK's earlier points, um, I think there is merit in thinking about, and we've talked about this, I'm not sure they ever properly implemented it, the implementation of staggered driving times, right? And not just as a suggestion, but as places like, for instance, India have implemented to enforce, um, uh, what did they do? I think odd and even... Um, uh, numbers. license plate yeah. numbers. Yes. There are various ways they to do put, alphabets as well. Correct. Yeah. So there are various ways to put this in place because this is something that happens every quarter or so with festive seasons. Well, uh, to be clear, this was in relation to a discussion in Parliament about the highway getting widened. So hopefully that resolves some issues. Yes. So um, there are measures being taken. Yes. Keep those thoughts coming, whether it's about youth and agriculture, whether it's about avoiding traffic jams on highways during festive seasons, uh, water leakage, food security. As always, we want to hear from you. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.